if you're joining us for the very first time. Hi, I'm Em. And I'm Tima. And welcome to Bed Buds. Where we fall down the internet rabbit hole together, do a couple of random nerdy deep dives from time to time, and explore the wildest stories from our friends and the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. You know what? It's okay. We're just a bit shocked about Tabitha. Yeah, I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. Tabitha is our uh, newest member of the podcast. Yeah, we found her today and yeah. she's a great addition. Yeah. Um, so here's the story, right? I walk into my bathroom. I hear a noise. I hear a fly. I hate flies. They don't belong in my room. Mm. So I look in the trash can. I look everywhere. This fly sounds stuck. Okay, finally find her. Guess where she is? In Tabitha's web? Yeah. Mm. In the corner in Tabitha's web. Yeah, it turns out Tabitha is like a little cellar spider, daddy mm. long legs type of gal. Mommy long legs. Ooh, Ooh mommy, mommy with long, long legs. legs. <laughs> <laughs> Get it, girl? <laughs> Legs for days. Yeah, we love she and she had eight of them. In fact, she did. She You're definitely right. had long You're right. legs, and, and she really used them. She, she did. spun that fly around. Yeah, we killed we... it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were watching her. I've like never seen a spider do that before yeah. live in person. Mm-hmm. She was like, like Spider Man. I've actually never seen Spider Man. I don't know oh, if he does that, oh, but like oh. wrapping up. The, the, I almost said wrapping up the girl, wrapping up the fly, <laughs> like spinning her around, you know. Yeah, that was actually wild. Like, just like you, I've never seen that in real life. Yeah. So it was a very interesting It's very impressive. Experience. Yeah. Yeah, I'm letting Tabitha live. She's my friend now. Mm. Just because of that impressive performance, I can't Do you get rid of her. kill spiders? <sighs> huh. Do we have to stop being friends? I'm just not going to answer the question because, like, can I plead the fifth? I don't have room for spider killers in my life. Okay, well, I'm your business partner. (laughs) (laughs) I actually used to kill spiders. Well, I, no. I was actually so afraid of spiders, in Mm -hmm. fact, that I would scream, run into the other room, and Mm -hmm. then have whatever brave soul who wasn't me, who was available, kill the spider for me. Yeah, I'm still like that. It's been a wild journey getting over my arachnophobia, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we're here, and it sounds like Tabitha might be part of your journey, too. You know what? She's a soft launch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Soft launch, spider love. Yeah. Oh, we should write a song about that. Soft launch. Softest launch of a spider love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, ha, uh, let's, <laughs> should we start? Uh, You're welcome. The, oh. Yeah. Do you want to say something to your fans? That was all. Okay. Thank you, thank you. All right, uh, let's let's roll into our first Reddit story, and I think I'm up first. You are. Okay. Yes, go for Sick. it. All right, yeah, so I'm going to start us off, I think, with a subreddit that we haven't touched yet. Mm. Um, it's actually one I just saw for the first time recently. Mm. It's r slash texts. Oh, okay. So people post, like, screenshots of interesting text conversations that they had, or, like, just describing interesting text conversations that they had. Okay. Um, so this one is called Texts from My Ex, Except He Pretends He's Dying. <laughs> so I'm just going to read these texts to you. All right, go for it. So it says, this is the ex. All right. I do love you. You don't love me. Yeah, and now my life is in danger. 
So when I'm dead, I hope you realize I wasn't as bad as you thought. No one is going to treat you the way I did. I guarantee. I gave up everything for you and even my life is in jeopardy. But I hope you realize when I'm dead that you never have to hear from me or my friends again. And I hope you are happy. I hope me dying makes you take a step back and realize I sacrificed everything for you. And the person says, why is it such a big deal that I wasn't happy and couldn't be with you? Like, should I not leave a relationship that left me drained and unhappy? And then you continue to drag it out. Why can't it just be over? I'm done responding. I'm done trying to explain myself because clearly you don't get it and neither do your friends. I'm done. And then the ex says, <laughs> okay. this is the doctor. <laughs> he wanted me to tell you this if it happens and it has now happened. He just passed away. I'm sorry. He wanted me to say he loved you as his final words. Opie says, thanks. Ooh. Doctor says, doctor says, are you going to be okay? Opie says, please don't text me. I'm in class. I'll be fine eventually. Oh. X says, this is blank. He wanted to make sure you will be okay. They are just checking to make sure. They are doing chest compressions. We don't want to lose him. Oh. Opie says, why are they doing chest compressions if the doctor declared him dead and took the time to text me about it? X says, his pulse has been gone for eight minutes. They are doing everything because they thought they heard a noise. He's making noises, but they don't know what that means. They were doing chest compressions when he texted you. Nothing was happening, so they said he was dead, but now he's making noises. If he's not dead, he will be soon, the doctors are saying. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> he has been so nice. He's dying. I'm sorry if he's not in the best mood. He says he loves you. He's wearing your initials around his neck, just so you know. He said sorry about everything he's ever done to you and hopes you are successful and hopes you travel the world with lots of dogs. He's going to miss you. He loves you. Opie says, I wish you all the best. <laughs> X says, he's crying. <laughs> he says he just wants you here to give him a hug. He says your hugs warm his heart. Your hugs help him forget all of his pain. We are all crying. <laughs> Opie says, leave me alone. <laughs> the doctor says, I'm asking if he will have a slight chance to show you he's worth his time because it's going to be perfect. Opie says, no, drop it. Leave me alone. You have no right to be pestering me. Doctor says, he wants to be yours but can't type. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> god and then um this cuts for a while mm -hmm. and op says jump cut um but here's like <laughs> other messages and so i guess uh this is not the doctor texting op now it's like some okay. other character okay. in the ex's life mm -hmm. and they say you're stupid he's up and moving but he has a new phone and everything he never wants to see you texting from the same number by the way <laughs> op said Last I was told he died earlier today. <laughs> the ex says, no, we said he was moving and you didn't care. You are stupid. We made him lose everything on you. You are dumb. Have fun living a life knowing you fucked a kid's life up. OP says, I would love that. Oh. X says, yeah, you don't know anything. OP, clearly. X, yeah, you're stupid. He's in California, so fuck you. OP, okay, LOL. X, yeah, he's a runaway. You're dumb as fuck. <laughs> 
And it pretty much just ends there. Yeah, um, they have to be like 12. Yeah, I think so. Like, there's it's no like some way that, fan fiction. Yeah, and there's no way that this is an adult conversation. No. There's no way. This guy's literally just like live writing fan fiction about his own yeah, life. Literally. But also, like, I want to know how old they are because mm. it really depends. If they were like 17, 18, mm. this is an issue on his part and he needs to grow up. Yeah. But if they're like 10, 11, yeah. then it's like, this is probably just a kid thing. There's no way they're 10 or 11. I There's feel like no they're way? like 22. No way. I think There's so. There's no way. I don't know. I, can't, I cannot believe that a 20-something-year-old is dumb enough to be saying this stuff. You think so? Damn, that's (laughs) that kid needs help. Yeah, honestly, I just got the vibe of like twenties, but at the very least, high school for sure. Man, I'm thinking middle school. Do you think like eleven year olds are like texting about like? Yeah, they're definitely today. Mm, For sure. Yeah, I was just on AIM. Mm -hmm. For Mm. sure. So I really think that this is just like a because I just like think of myself as a kid. And I did some pretty dumb things. I lied about some really dumb things. Yeah. Constantly, you know. Oh. Just so unbelievable. Again, it's giving pathological liar. Yeah, you want to hear it? You can- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, go, I go. was a pathological go. liar. So- I was too, actually. All right. And- <laughs> See, I knew it. I knew it. Um, so in third grade, yeah, okay. I had this problem where I didn't want to raise my hand when I needed to go to the bathroom. Mm. So I would just pee in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was a solution, but it was. All right. I had an issue. I had a problem. I did not think you were going to say that. that. Yo, this time, this one time we had just finished. um, Also, my my third grade teacher was racist. Okay. So I was even more afraid to like say anything to him. We were saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh And I remember like actually raising my hand and being like, yo, I need to go pee. Like I'm about to piss my pants. He was like, sit down, Fatima. I was like, damn, all right. Sat down. I peed right there. <laughs> I told him. I told him, didn't I? And then he comes. You did. I did tell him. And then he, like, walks over to my chair and he's like, what is that? And I'm like, it's soda. <laughs> I'm like, it's 7-Up. Oh, my God. And he's like, where's the can? I'm like, oh, I kicked it somewhere. And then he started cleaning it up with the tissue. Wow. Yeah. So that was. So he cleaned up your pee. He did clean he up my pee, and you know pee. what? You know that, right? He, he knew it was pee. There's no I think, way he didn't. But it was more so I could save face with all the other kids in class. Mm. But I'm pretty sure they also knew it was pee. It's fine. I had to think fast, and that was the fastest <laughs> solution I could come up with. Okay. <laughs> and he deserved it. He yeah, deserved to clean up my pee. I hope he got it on his shoes <laughs> and his pants, maybe even in his eye. He deserved it. Get him. Mr. Cohen? Yeah, I'm calling you out, Mr. Cohen. Get him. If you're not dead. Fuck! Okay. <laughs> it was a while ago. Um, and, you know, angry people just die faster. Just an observation. Mm. I just want you to know that you deserve to be happy and not racist anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I'm so sweet and forgiving. Yeah, you are. I know. You did just say you wanted to pee on his shoes, but... I, I mean, at the moment, yeah, I hope some true. of it got on his eye, but, yeah, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, yeah. I hope that he's healed and not racist. He's pee-free. And, yeah. Yeah, unless he is still and racist he, and then pee. 
yeah then mm. then pe- then Agreed. i hope your child or grandchild or great 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 grandchild pees on you ah uh, okay <laughs> i thought you were gonna say like i curse his family his grandchildren <laughs> his great great grandchildren to always have pee on their shoes <laughs> and in their eyes nah, his kids did a curse nothing. upon you mr cohen <laughs> <laughs> mr cohen <laughs> oh goodness uh. I was also a pathological liar mm-hmm. in elementary school. I mm-hmm. grew out of it. I promise I'm not anymore. Okay. I swear. All right. Um, but I was. Mm-hmm. Seriously. And not just to save face. Like, it was weird. Wait, give me a story. I need to I need to know. <sighs> so, this one time. Yeah. In, and I have people who can vouch for this. Okay. In, I think it was fifth grade. Uh-huh. I convinced everyone to eat grass. Okay. I just told them all that it was healthy. I was like, isn't it so weird that we eat cabbage and lettuce and make salads of it and think it's healthy? We have a perfectly good and nutrient-rich plant right here beneath our shoes, and we just walk on it instead of using it and valuing it. And everyone was like, damn, you're right. And I was like, and in (gasps) fact, grass is the healthiest of all the leafy greens. And in fact, we should be eating it right now. And everyone was like, damn, you're right. And then. Okay, how much is everyone? How many people were there? Like my entire fifth grade class. Damn. And we all just like sat around eating grass. I say we. They all sat around eating grass. <laughs> oh, and you didn't do it? <laughs> Damn. That is next level. Like, <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. And then also in third grade, mm-hmm. I convinced someone that I was a dog. I don't. So. Bless that. Like how? <laughs> Uh, like I told her, I basically just like invented werewolves, and I guess she hadn't ever like heard of a werewolf before. Were you really hairy but back I... then? <laughs> <laughs> Rude. <laughs> sorry. No, but I like told her I was basically like because we we both really liked golden retrievers. Like okay. that was our obsession at the time. Okay. Like we were really big, specifically into golden retrievers. Okay. And I just like wanted to be cool, so I was like, <laughs> and I didn't have a dog. Yeah. So you know, other people would be like, "Oh, I want to be cool. Uh, I have a golden retriever." No, I was like. You know what's really cool? I am a golden retriever. And she's like, no, you're not. And I was like, I am. I actually turn into a golden retriever once a month. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Actually, I feel it coming right now. Hold on. Let me suppress. And then she was like, can I come over to your house tonight and, like, watch you transform into a golden retriever? And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. But, like, you had to be safe because, like, it gets pretty dangerous. And she was like, okay. I didn't ask my parents if she could come over. I did not want her to come over because I could not, in fact, turn into a golden retriever. Right, right. And then that afternoon, we were, like, walking, and she was like, hey, so am I still coming over? And I was like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God, it's happening. <laughs> Run! And I just ran away. <laughs> <laughs> but that girl got me back. Of course. Because in fifth grade, her and three other kids, uh-huh. who at that point had wised up and knew that I was not a golden retriever, uh-huh convinced me that they all had grandmothers in Norway who were witches and who would mail them potions to be able to transform into animals. And of course, your girl wanted to be a golden retriever for realsies. And then they had me write formal letters to their grandmothers asking them to please, please send me the golden retriever potion. I am so proud of them. (laughs) I'm so proud of them. You needed to be put in your place after the grass situation. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Awful. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. I'm I don't so happy. Do that anymore though. Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I don't I don't I don't either. 
Yeah, you don't pee on your seat anymore. <laughs> you just, did you just pee right now? Be honest. Sometimes. Be honest. You know, sometimes when I'm laughing too much or I sneeze a little too hard. Uh, I thought the bed felt pretty warm. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's like a little yellow spot on the side too. <laughs> it's just tea. It's just tea. I gotta go. I gotta go. It's just tea. <laughs> God. Um, I think we were talking about these text messages. Oh, shoot. <laughs> um... Yeah, this is bonkers. Yeah. Pathological. Path- pathological. <laughs> pathological. <laughs> That's my favorite word now. Pathological. Uh, pathological liar, just like us. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone in the comments said, this is interesting. Girl, I had an ex like this in high school. One time she lied and said she got stabbed in the chest while she was walking alone downtown at night on a Friday night. And that the guy had jumped out of the bushes, stabbed her, and ran. That someone random found her. Pretended she was in the hospital for a couple hours. The next week in PE, she took off her shirt to change, and I asked her where her scar was. She said it healed really fast because the doctor was good. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think some people, like, really just think that, like, people aren't smart enough to figure out that these stories aren't true. Also, again, I think these are kids. Like, well, they said high school. I mean, children, yeah, but not, like, 10-year-olds. But not, like, kid kids. Mm. Yeah. Like, I think some people really just, like, do, like, make these lies and Mm -hmm. genuinely think that they're foolproof. Like, ah, great story, me. You got him this time. She definitely thinks the doctor is texting her. You're so right. I think think we did a better job, though. Yeah, we did. Like, we were better liars, more convincing, Mm -hmm. more legit. Again, no one believed your pee story i hate to break it to you you know what you don't know that they it was pee and they knew it you don't know that. <laughs> the whole okay. class knew you peed stop it stop it stop i'm sorry in my head yeah, good for you hey we're back hey sorry we had to tend to emily's wounded head yeah my ego. <laughs> wounded ego <laughs> yeah that one hurt actually quite a bit um, yeah, I'm sorry. I guess it was karma. Yeah. So that was on me. Mm. Um, they didn't know you peed. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's your turn. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. I got a story for you. <laughs> Hopefully not about me peeing anymore. Yeah, yeah. The, the time has passed. <laughs> okay. So this next one is from Reddit and it's coming from r slash Emma the asshole. Mm. Am I the asshole for feeling resentful that my boyfriend is so tit-for-tat on everything? Mm. I, 22 female, and my boyfriend, 22 male, have been together for a couple years and started out as friends. When we were just friends, we'd always split the bill, split gas, split everything. Then we started dating, and things never really changed. We're both college kids, so I've never set the expectation that he has to pay for me. But I'll be honest that I'm not in a very good place financially right now. My parents are helping me with rent until I graduate in two months, so I've been scrambling to save as much as I can in case I'm not able to start working right away. I don't have a whole lot saved up since I'm only working part-time and have to pay all other expenses, but I got a glimpse of my boyfriend's bank account the other day, and I won't lie. I felt jealous. His parents pay for his part of everything, so any money he acquires just gets to chill in his bank account. The amount was well into five digits, and I have to remind myself, it's easy to save money when you use your parents' card for most things, and I'm happy for him, and he has such a supportive family. We live together and split our rent, groceries, housework, all that. Recently, because of my financial situation, 
I've declined going out to eat and doing any activities that cost money. I know that five to ten dollars isn't a lot, but spending it often on snacks or fast food really adds up. My boyfriend just says, okay, and goes out to eat by himself. <clears throat> we hadn't gone shopping in a long time, so there wasn't much for me to eat. I had some leftovers and decided to save them for tomorrow's lunch instead. My boyfriend asked me what I was going to eat, and I said I'd figure something out, but probably not much since I wanted to save food for tomorrow. My boyfriend came home with his meal and started feasting like he hadn't seen food in years. I had to just look away at my phone because the sight made me so hungry. After he was finished, he asked what I had eaten, and I told him I had only had some coffee, a cookie my co-worker gave me, and some ham slices I found in the fridge. He just said that it's good I was saving money. <clears throat> Oh my god. I know it's selfish, but ugh, if I had enough money to be going out to eat often, I'd pay for him in a heartbeat. Mm. He knew we didn't have food at home and didn't even bring something small back. He says he loves me all the time, but in that moment, I didn't feel like it. I always cook for him when we have ingredients on hand, and I make sure his portions are larger even though we split costs on everything. Even when we go out to eat at fast food places, he'll Venmo me exactly half right down to the cent. Mm. If he pays, he'll ask me to Venmo him back while we're still at the restaurant. I feel so weird about splitting the cost on small stuff, so if I purchase stuff for us, I won't ask him for money. But he's got no problem hitting me up for the $2.26 I owe him. Mm. Am I not worth a $5 kid's meal? I always bring him back snacks if we have any at work. Bring a drink back if my coworker mm. gets us all Starbucks. I know I don't have a lot, but I do what I can to spoil him in little ways. I know he sees it as even, but how is it even if I'm struggling to budget while he's not for the same things? I know I sound really, really ungrateful. My boyfriend does get me thoughtful gifts and shows me he loves me in different ways. But financially, he's never one to pay on my behalf. And sometimes I just wish he would, even just for little things. I want to bring it up to him, but even then, I don't know what to say. Am I the asshole for feeling this way? I know I'm being a bit jealous, but I just can't help but feel this resentment starting to bubble. Oh my gosh. This guy. So heartless. That's like beyond heartless. Like he does not care about her. And the fact that he would bring home food that he got, eat it in front of her, ask her if she ate, and when she says no, he's like, oh, okay. Like, he doesn't care about her at all. That's crazy. That's so crazy. It's at so least offer it to her. Yeah. Oh, it's good that you're saving money. Like, okay, yeah. You know what also helps me save money? If you give me your leftovers. Exactly. Care about her a little bit. And he knows that he's in a financial position to be able to, like, pay for some food for her, you know? They live together, right? They live together. And they split everything. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, how do you feel about splitting things and like venmoing for things in general like with friends and relationships and stuff you know i generally don't want to split things with my friends i uh-huh. would rather when we go out once i'll pay for them and mm-hmm. then the next time they pay for me that kind of situation yeah with romantic relationships though i generally do not pay really yeah yeah so It's kind of a standard I have for myself Mm. and for my partner. And that's something that I discuss before I ever get into a relationship with someone. Okay. Just so we're kind of clear on our expectations of each other. Mm. 
I really just feel the most love and care from my partner when they financially provide when we're going on like dates and stuff interesting yeah so I guess for me like with friends Mm -hmm. I don't ever Venmo request someone for Mm -hmm. anything under ten dollars if it's a stranger or someone I don't know very well and I grab them a five dollar coffee because they forgot their wallet maybe I'll ask them to Venmo me but for like a good friend usually we'll just know that I'm gonna see you again right and if I get coffee this time, you're going to probably get it next yeah, time. Yeah, that's how I feel. Um, If we go out and get a meal, though, and, like, everyone gets their meal, and then I put my card yeah. down, I will Venmo request everyone for their meals. Oh, definitely, definitely. I completely understand if we're going as a group, one of us is putting down our card, mm. then, of course, I think everyone should be Venmoing that yeah. person, you know? Or yeah. they're out, like, 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. But I think... For me, if I'm going on a one-on-one friend date with someone, Mm -hmm. I'd rather just, like, pay for the whole thing or them pay for me the whole thing and then, like, switch off on that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. For that kind of thing, I do usually split it. Um, Yeah, yeah. Unless if it's, like, someone's birthday or we're celebrating someone getting a new job, then obviously, like, you know, the other person will pay. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, with relationships, honestly, I think I do something similar. Mm Mm-hmm. My partner and I usually split everything 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for smaller things, like I said, just like with friends, we'll go back and forth on it. So yeah. I get it this time, you get it next time. I think the bar for when we start splitting things is a little mm-hmm. bit higher. So, for example, with friends, maybe it's just a coffee where we won't do a Venmo request. With my partner, like, if we go out on a date, mm-hmm. I'll pay for the date this time, you pay for it next time. Like, the whole oh. date. But if it's something bigger, like a hotel room or a plane ticket, then we'll split it. Or, like, tickets to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we'll, we'll split it. I get you. I get yeah. you. Wait, I don't so, agree with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. So you never, ever, ever pay for no. anything in a relationship? In a relationship, no. Absolutely not. Huh. Okay. I don't know if I really agree with that. Oh, you definitely don't. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I have some follow-up questions yeah, before go I go off here. Yeah. So what if your partner is mm-hmm. like kind of down on their luck, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe at first in the relationship they were paying for things for you, but mm-hmm. then later, you know, something happens and they're no longer able to do that. Would you end the relationship? Would you you know, still ask them to pay for things? Would you just stop going out? See, it's really the intention that matters more than anything, Mm -hmm. right? So if I'm with someone and in the beginning when they have the funds to do so, they're taking care of me financially. It's not a question. They're Mm -hmm. paying for dates. They're paying for everything when we're together. Then I know that they have that kind of mindset and they want to provide for me. If they lose their job or they lose money somehow, it's a different situation. If they physically can't do it anymore, mm-hmm. I still know that when they were able to, they did. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, there will be a time again, I'm sure of it, where they will be able to and they will do it again. But for now, if I have the funds to do so, like I'll take care of them. Okay. Yeah. So it's just about knowing that they would want to yes, put yes. the money down. It's really, it's really the intention of it that matters to me okay. and that I find super, super attractive. When the person I'm with wants to take care of me financially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I agree with you in the sense of, like, my love language is, Mm -hmm. like, gift giving Mm -hmm. and acts of service. Mm -hmm. So I agree. Like, I totally want to be taken care of, you know, quote unquote. And um, 
provided for. Mm -hmm. But for me, I don't think that's really monetary, right? So, like, Mm. if I'm having a really bad day, I totally would want and maybe even expect you to bring me flowers. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like, bring me my favorite snack on Mm -hmm. your way home from work. Absolutely. But there's not really anything financial attached to that for Mm me. And... But I mean, that is monetary. They're buying the flowers. They're buying the snacks. It's more just like you thought of me. Yeah, but like it's like when we're going out on dinner, it's not necessarily the money that I'm looking for. It's that you're paying for the meal. But then I would do that back to them too. So then if they're having a bad day, I would also buy them flowers or give them their favorite snack. That's different though. I'm specifically talking about like going on dates. Yeah. Of course, if my partner's like having a bad day, I do anything to make them happy. I'll buy them whatever they want too. Okay. Um, I hope it's not expected because that I personally think that shouldn't be my role. Yeah. But that's something that I would want to do for them. But when okay. we're out on dates and we're together, yeah, and we're doing something together, I expect that to be paid for. Does that only extend to dates? Like what about rent? Yeah, no, that too. Once we're married. Like I don't think in a relationship that's necessary, but like, if I'm huh. married to someone, I expect. What if you make more money than them? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Again, I want someone who wants to take care of me financially. So it doesn't matter how much money they make or how much money I make. It's the intention of it. What if they make, like, mm-hmm. twice? Like, what if you make twice the amount of money that they make? If it's not a huge burden on them what if and it is? they want to, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been with them in the first place. If it's a burden to take care of me financially... I wouldn't have been with them in the first place. Huh. Yeah. Don't you think that you might be limiting yourself to only being in love with certain people? That's the point. <laughs> I don't know if I don't your financial position want... says much about your character. Well, it does. I mean, not your financial position, but how you use that money, right? If you have a provider mindset or you don't, that is part of your character. And I genuinely don't want to be with someone who is going to want to split things with me or Mm. want me to pitch in equally when it comes to finances do you think that it has anything to do with gender roles like the fact that you're a woman who only dates men yeah yeah yeah. I think it would be very different if I was lesbian or bisexual you know and Mm -hmm. dating women I it would be completely different for me okay but I yeah I do to a certain extent believe in gender roles huh yeah yeah I think that's where we're kind of disagreeing here because Mm -hmm. I hate traditional gender roles yeah that's frankly like i do not subscribe to them at all now if you you know say i would like to subscribe to this traditional gender Uh role for myself and i want a partner who fits this role like yes okay fine more power to you yeah but for me like i am like actively anti that like growing up right my mom Mm -hmm. never allowed me to burp in the house my brother would burp my dad would burp Maybe she'd say, like, oh, guys, like, not at the table, but she'd never, like, get mad at them. If I burped, like, not even at the table, but just, like, in my room and she, like, could hear me burp through the walls, Mm -hmm. she'd be like, that's not ladylike. Like, don't do that. You're a lady. And I would get so mad. Like, my blood would boil. I'd be like, well, then I'll just burp harder because ladies are stronger, you know? Like, I just hate, I hate the idea that, like, women can or can't do certain things and men Uh can or can't do certain things 
Well, the thing is, like, it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be about can or cannot, right? It's yeah. about what do you want? <laughs> I want someone who's going to want to provide for me. Yeah. Right? Like, if he's someone who's doing it begrudgingly, mm-hmm. I don't want that. Like, go find someone else. It's fine. But what about him being a man makes him a provider or makes him be the one who needs to pay for someone? Don't you think that's unfair that because he is a man Mm -hmm. that he has to just naturally pay for things? No, I don't. It's not unfair if the other person also wants that, right? There are some men out there who want to pay Mm -hmm. and don't like not paying. Okay, I think we significantly disagree here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I I knew that you were going to disagree with this, and yeah. that's okay. You know, I, I like that we can be very, very different and expect yeah. different things um, and still, like, come to an understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am curious to hear, though, what folks think about this. I mean, I think there's yeah. definitely people who agree with you. Yeah. It's not the first time I've heard this take. Yeah. I've never gotten to ask so many questions Yeah, of someone who thinks this way. Um, I guess just for me, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I've also dated people who are not men. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, just in any way, like subscribing uh-huh. to traditional gender roles uh-huh. in my relation, in life, but especially in my relationships, mm-hmm. is just weird for me. Like to me, my partner is just my partner. Oh, interesting. Um, and so I'm just like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. 50-50. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that because you're someone who dates multiple genders, mm-hmm. you know? But for me, I only date one gender. Yeah. I'm just more attracted to someone who is more traditionally masculine hmm. and not necessarily in like the toxic masculine yeah, yeah. kind of way, right? Yeah. They still have to be kind and empathetic mm-hmm. and understanding of mm-hmm. me, but I find it so attractive, just the physical act of a man paying for you, right? Mm. Like, okay, if I'm in a marriage and I know I'm going to be making money, I know I'm going to be having my own career yeah. and stuff, right? Um, I'm not saying that I'm hoarding all that money for myself. Mm-hmm. No, because in my mind, if I'm married to someone, anything he makes is ours, anything I make is ours. We can use it for anything. But my money is not going to be going towards direct dates and rent mm. because that's something that I want him to pay for. And I want him to want that. But my money might go towards the kids. My money might go towards maybe a new property, like a new Airbnb, like a business venture or something for both of us. Okay. Like, so I feel like it does kind of equal out in the end. It really is like that physical act of wanting to take care of me in this Mm. way and being so adamant about it. I love that. For me, it's the complete opposite. If somebody, like, I just love the feeling Uh of going to a restaurant. Uh Uh-huh. With a guy, be it a partner or a friend or even, like, my dad, honestly. Like, just, like, with a guy. Okay. And the waiter comes out and brings the check Mm -hmm. and they place it in front of the man that you're with. Uh Uh-huh. And I just get, like, so heated. And I love being able (laughs) to, like, slide it over to myself. Like, look the waiter in the eye and be like, no, no, I got this. And, like, put my card down. Because I'm like, how dare you assume that I cannot pay for myself? I would not be caught dead doing that no ah it makes me so mad like I hate being like like when people don't think that I'm like an independent right person like I see it in the same way as like if I took my car to the mechanic Uh uh-huh which has happened before I've taken my car to the mechanic and I've been with my brother or my Uh dad and 
it's my car. Like, uh-huh. it's in my name. I drive it. Right. And my dad is literally just there to, like, drive me home once I drop off my car. Uh-huh. And the mechanic, like, fully, like, looks at the papers and is like, Emily, so he knows it's mine. Uh-huh. Just turns to my dad and says, well, you see, so the problem is, and just starts talking to him. And I'm oh. like, do you assume that I don't know anything about cars? I don't. But it's not because <laughs> I'm a woman. It's just because I don't care. Right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. Like, I see it in the same way. Of, like, why are you assuming anything about my abilities, uh-huh. my character, yeah. my intentions uh-huh. just based on my outward gender expression yeah yeah yeah. that totally makes sense i just see it in a completely different way what What do you think <laughs> of that mechanic example like does that make you feel some type of way no mm. because that usually is like i don't want them to look at me really? i don't want them to look at me because i don't know shit about cars yeah so i'm like look at my brother look at my dad talk to them don't talk to me <laughs> no and i feel you but i feel like yeah. i want them to look at me first like if my name is uh, on the document mm-hmm. i want them to look at me and say like how can i help you what's up and then i can say i actually have no idea can you uh, ask him like then i can say that but i don't want you to assume that i don't know i'm okay like, with that assumption is the thing. Wow, <laughs> like, okay. i'm okay with it like i don't think that's inherently misogynistic right right and, and i'm not I, mad at the yeah. mechanic yeah. i'm mad at the fact that society is such that the mechanic uh-huh. would assume that uh-huh. Like, That's I'm not fair. saying the mechanic themselves or the yeah. waiter yeah. is misogynistic, although right. in their position, I probably would turn to the person whose name is on the document. But I am upset that that's even a thing. Because, like, mm-hmm. my mom, right? And I know I just said my mom is a complex human. We all right. are. Like, I know I just said my mom expects me to be, quote, unquote, ladylike. And uh-huh. she does. She uh-huh. absolutely does. And it drives me bananas. But my mom's also an engineer. Yeah. She's extremely accomplished. Like, she's very smart. Yeah. And she has had that exact mechanic experience. Uh Uh-huh. And she certainly knows Mm -hmm. what the heck she's talking about. Right. Of course. Like, if you make airplanes, you can know what cars do. Of course. Of course. And it's the same thing. And she also gets so mad about it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting that she feels that way, but still like holds you to these like i said complex a complex (laughs) figure she's allowed to be that yeah um my mom grew up in communist romania and so there were just a lot of there were just a lot of deeply ingrained aspects of that culture that to this day she's unable to shake yeah so she's like if you ask her she says that she's very feminist like Mm -hmm. she's like absolutely like i can do anything a man can do and i can do it better like i am amazing i can do anything but Mm -hmm. she's like I'm also a lady, therefore I shouldn't work. Therefore I should know how to sew. Therefore I should do this and that. And actually the reason I should know how to sew is because I can never expect a man to do anything because I'm better than him. Mm. And I know that I have to do everything that he does and also more. Mm. So I'm going to fix a car and I'm going to sew. That's kind of my mom's take. Yeah. Which I don't like super agree with, but I guess I just see where she's coming from. We're a product of our environment and our bringing to a certain degree but the whole like dinner situation Mm -hmm. and a waiter giving the bill Mm -hmm. to the man I just feel very taken care of and I like that feeling it's Mm -hmm. what makes me most um secure in a relationship okay yeah yeah like I said I like being taken care of too just not just different necessarily monetarily yeah 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 necessarily monetarily that sounds interesting um yeah I like being taken care of in other ways. And of course, like, listen, we all like to save money. I mean, if someone's going to pay for me, that's great. 
but oh but see that's the thing it's not even about that okay (laughs) it's literally not about that it's not me being like oh yeah i want him to pay so i save money yeah that's literally not it okay it's like the act of him doing it of him wanting to do it for me and take care of me that way is super attractive for me and it's not just like a one-off thing it's Mm -hmm. an every time thing that consistency is extremely attractive to me it's not about me saving money okay yeah that's good to know yeah Yeah. and I think um for me and this kind of brings it back to the reddit story right Mm -hmm. I think the consistency is important and the wanting to do it is important and so for me it's not a hundred percent thing it's a fifty percent thing yeah that's fair that's fair Again, I see us as like completely equal partners uh-huh. and we're each giving the same amount of love, the same amount of care, the same amount of emotional labor. Yeah. Um, and we're also providing the same amount monetarily, uh-huh. knowing that there will be push and pull. There mm-hmm. will be times where my partner is doing better financially than me. So maybe yeah. it's an 80-20 split and then mm-hmm. other times where I'm doing better yeah. um, and it's an 80-20 split the other way or one of us just really is having a hard time and it's a hundred percent like that might happen too yeah um but for the most part I mm-hmm. do that consistency is important of like the switching off or the wanting I to see, I see. Yeah. so I wouldn't be able to tolerate what's going on in this story where uh-huh. this girl literally is at this time like unable yeah. to afford to go mm-hmm. on dates with him mm-hmm. and he's just saying okay don't eat I can't imagine putting up with someone who would treat me so carelessly. Yeah. Like, how dare you? Dude, even a friend. Yeah. There was a time, there was a time in college Mm -hmm. where I was really struggling Mm -hmm. financially, like, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Yeah. Um, And there was a night where I, like, I hadn't gotten my paycheck yet. Mm -hmm. And I could not afford dinner at the time. Like, I simply did not have Mm -hmm. money in my bank account. And my roommate, who I wasn't even that close with, yeah, she was going out to eat, and she was like, "Hey, I'm going out to eat. Uh, do you want me to like bring back anything for you, and like you can Venmo me?" And I was like, "No, I I actually like I'm I'm not gonna eat." And she was like, "What's going on?" And I was like, "No, I'm just not hungry." And she was like, "Do you need me to get something for you?" And I was like, "No, no." And she literally like was like, "I'm gonna get you food," mm, and yeah. she brought me food. Because it's the decent Because it's the to decency do. of, like, this person should probably eat, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you deserve to eat food. Dude, that's, it's ridiculous. And I feel the same way. Yeah. Like, if it was a friend in this situation, even just a friend, even if a stranger was like, it's too much money, I don't mm-hmm. have money to get food, I'm like, I'm going to get you food. Yeah. I don't care how much money I have or don't have, like, I'm going to get you food. Yeah, exactly. With whatever I have. Considering that they, you know, live together... And share expenses. I'm pretty sure they were together for a while, yeah? Mm -hmm. And for him to treat her this carelessly, even after all that time. And, like, for him to be like, oh, I love you, but not show it in these kind of ways is crazy to me. Yeah. So crazy. They shouldn't even be splitting the rent equally, in my opinion. Like, like they're more than roommates. Roommates, you know, you enter an agreement to live with someone. Even if one of you makes more money than the other, like, you live together, you're you've agreed to spend the money that you're spending. Yeah. Living with a partner, I think, is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And if one person is making significantly more than the other, mm. it's just a matter. It's not a matter of I'm the man, you're the woman, I'm the this, you're the that. No, right. for me, it's just a matter of literally, like, 
I am able to pay for more. Mm. If I don't pay for more, mm-hmm. you will struggle. Mm-hmm. You will not be able to afford basic necessities. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely, I will pay yeah. more than you. Yeah. Like, the fact that he has five figures just sitting pretty in his bank account yeah. while she's not eating and they're still going halvesies on everything. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting behavior. <laughs> well, I actually have an update for you. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm a little that. nervous. Update. After getting so many comments from you guys, I decided to talk to my boyfriend this morning. Mm. We had planned to go grocery shopping, and I wanted to have this convo with him ASAP before we went. I want to say I really appreciate all the comments, and it seemed clear that bringing it up more bluntly might be the best way to talk about this. Even though I've heavily implied it, but you guys are right. I've never outright said, hey, can I tell you something right now? I'm kind of struggling a bit. Mm. I sat down with him before we went shopping and showed him the list I made with all the prices. Staples like eggs, milk, bread, pasta, etc. Usually I write snacks, desserts, fun groceries that aren't necessities we usually get when missing. I explained to him that the list was pretty simple because I simply couldn't afford to be spending money on some things we usually get and that Mm. if he still wanted those things, he was free to get them, but that I wouldn't be shouldering half the burden for them. He understood fully and asked me if my financial situation had gotten worse, and that's why I hadn't been going out to eat with him. I explained to him about my fears with graduation coming up and how my current job has been vague about converting my position to full-time, even keeping my position after graduation. So I'm really trying to save in case I'm out of luck for a while. My boyfriend is a STEM major, projected to graduate not long after me, and has already been offered jobs by companies, so I don't think this fear is something that he has had to experience on the same level. His eyes widened, and he apologized for not seeing it earlier. Even though I had been cutting back pretty drastically, he had thought it was due to willpower on my side and not out of necessity. He realized how much of a dick he was being by congratulating me for it and eating in front of me. He felt horrible, but I assured him it was on me as well, since I hadn't been straightforward with him about my whole situation. He told me that he was definitely fine with splitting the cost of the necessary groceries while purchasing all other fun groceries by himself, Mm. and that I was free to eat any of them that I wanted. I used this time to bring up how I was still fine splitting things, but that I wanted to work out a new system. The whole Venmo down to the cent and for the smallest things made me feel weird. We decided that we'd only Venmo for things that were over $20 each, and that small stuff like drinks, snack, a meal out, and all that would be something that we alternate paying. I agreed that this was a more fair way to split finances, and that if he still wanted to eat out often, he was by all means free to. If he wanted me to accompany him in his fast food outings, however, he needed to understand that it'd be up to him to fund it. He agreed that this was fair, and brought up how he had always split things so evenly with me, because he thought that was what I was most comfortable with. I see where he's coming from because when we were first friends, I told him that I wanted to split the check evenly and I could pay for myself. I was raised with the idea that you should always pay for yourself and Mm -hmm. as a woman, you should never rely on a man to help. We talked about the long-term future as well and how dynamics would change if we ever got married and merge finances. We've talked about this before but wanted to revisit the conversation. The salary from my future job pays well but his expected pay is definitely much, much higher. I plan to work in the future, take time off when I have kids then return to work when they're a bit older. Of course plans can change, but he assured me that when the time comes, he would be more than happy to provide for our future family, if he is capable of covering everything. Then, if I decide to return to work, that decision would be up to me. Okay. So maybe less careless, more clueless? Mm. (laughs) It's 
still careless? Careless still and clueless? Care- both. Both. Yeah. You know, I guess this kind of softens the blow, knowing that he was clueless about it. But mm-hmm. to be that clueless, you have to be a bit careless. I agree. When it comes to your partner. I 100% yeah. agree with that. I guess the part where I can understand where he's coming from mm-hmm. is what she said towards the end there. Mm-hmm. That when they were friends, mm-hmm. they would always split everything completely equally. She's the one who said that she wanted to. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like he knows that she was raised in a household mm-hmm. where she was told to always split things and pay for yourself. Right, right. So if he thinks that that's what she wants and she's yeah. basically told him as much... He's not going to read her mind right. and know that she wants something different unless she tells him. Yeah. So that part is on her. And she said, like, she had never explicitly said that. Yes. That yeah. part is on her, right? Like, mm-hmm. if, like I said, I'm a very 50-50 girl. Mm-hmm. If my partner randomly just decided to, like, start paying for everything and, like, shoo my card away when I put my card down, I'd be like, what are you doing? Like, I got this. And then mm-hmm. he keeps insisting. I'd be like, hey, like, what? Do you think I can't pay for myself? Like, there needs to be conversations at all of these points. Mm, so, in on that, I can see where he would be confused regarding Venmo. Uh-huh. However, I do think that him eating in front of her mm-hmm. that night is completely careless. Like, there's no cluelessness yeah. there. Yeah. Right? Whether or not he knew the extent of her financial situation, mm-hmm. he knew she wasn't eating. Yeah. And she, he knew that it wasn't just because she wasn't hungry. Right. That's the only time that's acceptable. If you come home with food and you're not offering anything to the other person because they say, oh, hey, I'm not actually hungry. Fine. Yeah. Eat in front of them. Right. 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 But he didn't even offer. He didn't even offer. And then he said, did you eat anything? And she said, no, I'm saving money. Right. Like, okay, you don't. maybe she didn't get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. But clearly she's not eating and it's not based on hunger. It's based on finances. Period. Yeah, so she's more than that to give her food. Exactly, and she's going hungry because of the finances. I I do I agree with a lot of what you said. She's more like you in Mm -hmm. the sense that she wants to pay her share and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. Because she even said in her other post, she was fine with paying for him Mm -hmm. and not expecting anything back. Yeah, but whenever it was the other way around, he always expected it back from her and like Mm -hmm. Venmo requested her, which I think is just gross. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That too. That's so true. Like, even if you are somebody who always, you know, wants to split the bill, mm-hmm. if you notice that at a certain point, like, you're the only one sending Venmo requests and yeah. the other person is never sending them, yeah, maybe reassess. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't outright talk about it, right. just say to yourself, do I really need to Venmo request them? Because if we are going tit for tat, I technically owe them a lot of money. Yeah. So maybe I don't need to request them for this. Exactly. But he's he's thoughtless in yeah. that way. I know that she's happier mm-hmm. right now, judging by the update. Yeah. And I think it is good that she communicated it to him mm. and something did change. But ugh, like even having yeah. someone who is that careless yeah. in a moment like that yeah. would be a complete turnoff for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if they've been together for a long time and it's a long-standing relationship, like... Yeah. I would definitely give him the chance and the space Mm. to change. Like, Mm -hmm. now we've had the conversation. We've had the communication. My bad for not communicating with you. Definitely your bad for not paying attention and being rude. But, like, it's not a relationship-ending thing for me. Right. If 
these shows change. If two months yes. go by and he's still Venmo requesting me two dollars and fifty cents for McDonald's, no, no, like that's we talked about this. That's embarrassing. Yeah, that's something I wouldn't even do to my friends. Like, no. Anyways, <laughs> we had a hefty conversation on yeah, this one. Yeah, we did. Yeah, again, please yeah. let us know what you think. I'm so yes, curious. And please don't um, be too mean. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I have the next story. This is also coming from Reddit. It's coming from r slash relationship advice. That's kind of become a favorite subreddit of mine lately. So it's called I, 28 male, got married seven months ago. And it was a traumatic experience for both my wife, 30 female, and I. Mm -hmm. At some point, she threw her ring on the ground in private. For the sake of privacy, I will refer to my wife as Tanya. Also, it may be important to mention that we are an interracial couple. She came as an international student from Bangladesh, and I am a white American. It started with my birthday just two months before. Tanya wanted to throw a party for me at this karaoke bar, a really thoughtful idea. Well, I wanted to invite this group of extended family that I spent a lot of time with as a teenager. They aren't technically cousins, but we always called them that. My parents grew up with their parents, and it was a great time as a kid because the adults would get together for game night while the kids got to do whatever. I have only seen them a few times since moving out for college. They all stayed back and have families now. The two oldest ended up marrying my closest friends, actually. Tanya did not have such a family-centric and fun childhood, so my thinking was that I could introduce her to them, and maybe we could start hanging out again like old times. At the party, I had a great time. It was pretty much what I wanted it to be. I saw Tanya talking with the women, and I was catching up with my buddies. We did cheesy karaoke and had an impromptu dance party. At some point, a random drunk old lady fainted and had to be carried out on a stretcher. It was awesome. (laughs) When we got home, though, I found out that she did not have such an experience. She said that my oldest cousin, whom I will call Marissa, was not really talking to her at all and seemed to actively avoid communicating. I thought this was odd and unfortunate, but ultimately I chalked it up to nerves and meeting someone new. I suggested that we hang out again to clear up any misunderstanding, but Tanya would not have it. She started claiming Marissa as racist, and I could not blame her because people in my family have been racist in the past. Not to her directly, for sure, but I have told her about some comments my grandparents have made and how interracial couples haven't really happened in my family. It has been tricky, to say the least. Anyway, I wanted to be on my partner's side with this, but I just did not see enough evidence in this specific case, Mm. hence wanting to hang out only with her and her husband. I was deemed unsupportive and, quote, just as racist. I decided to drop it as the wedding was coming up and nerves were coming into play. Invitations were already sent out weeks before my birthday, and this whole group of six to ten people were on it. They came with their two toddlers, three and four years old. Tanya did not initially want to allow young children, but I persuaded her against it at the time invitations were sent out because I have always seen toddlers at weddings and generally they are fun to have around. Well, Marissa's kid, just my luck, Mm -hmm. starts making noise in the middle of Tanya's vows. Tanya is visibly flustered and kind of rushes through them. I was giving her a look like, it's okay, sweetie, relax. But it all happened so fast. Dinner was served and we were dancing before I could blink. Mm 
I went to the bathroom at some point, and on the way back, I got distracted by my buddies for probably 10 minutes when Marissa joined with her baby. That took me out of the flow of conversation enough to realize that my newlywed wife was sitting in the reception room glaring at me. I absolutely agree that I should not have let myself get distracted even for a second. This was our special day, and every moment is supposed to be shared together. However, what happened next was even more awful. Tanya stormed past me into the dressing room, where I followed and shut the door. She took her ring off, chucked it to the floor, and started crying. I apologized for getting distracted, but wanted to get back out there so we didn't miss any more dancing. It felt like almost an hour later when another buddy of mine knocked on the door to tell us he was heading out. That forced us to go out and say bye. The rest of the wedding improved greatly after that. Still, it feels like a nasty scar. I cannot help but feel like this really did not have to go this way, and none of this would have happened if she had just trusted me in the first place after my birthday. I have a lot of empathy for her because she has a tough time with female friends taking the spotlight from her in her childhood, but now I don't know what to do. This whole thing feels irreversible and is now a moot point. Should I still try to persuade her that it was a misunderstanding from the beginning? Or move on and live a life separate from this part of my family? Ooh, okay, so I really don't like how he just completely dismissed her. Yeah. She comes up to tell you, mm-hmm. hey, I feel like your family is racist. Yeah. And he admits that this was an issue in the past. Yeah. That he does have family members who are racist. But then says, oh, there's not enough evidence to believe you, my wife. What? What is that? Yeah, my wife, who mm-hmm. is a woman of color and is actually experiencing this event. Yes. Like, you weren't there. What does yeah. the evidence matter? A, like, you you weren't there. Like, she was the one who experienced it. Yeah. And B, like, you're never going to experience that in the way that she did. Yeah. So, like... Take her freaking word for it. Dude, exactly. Even if you didn't think your family was racist and they didn't have a history of (laughs) being racist, how dare you just completely dismiss the fact that this woman of color is telling you, Mm -hmm. hey, these people were racist towards me. Yeah. You don't have the right. No, you absolutely have to take her word for it there. Yeah. And you have to say, okay, Tanya, what do we do from here? Do you Mm want to cut them out? Should I go talk to them? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you let her lead on that. Yeah. But you need to absolutely go forth and yeah. do whatever she needs you to do. Exactly. I think when you enter into a marriage, mm-hmm. your partner comes first. Yes. You protect them over anyone else. Agreed. Okay? So if your partner is coming and telling you an issue that mm-hmm. has to do with your family, you protect your partner first. Mm-hmm. I will die on that hill no totally yeah that's should not be controversial i hope it isn't i guess sometimes it is terrible 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 and then at the wedding right first of all he strong-armed her into having kids there she did not want kids at her wedding right and he said oh kids are fun i love kids okay doesn't want kids she says okay fine we'll have kids at the wedding a freaking kid interrupts her vows yeah she's gonna remember that forever yeah, her vows. Her vows. Like, this is the whole reason that she didn't want them there in the first exactly. place. And it's one thing if you do want kids at your wedding and then one of them interrupts and it's like, oh, this is cute. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. 
But she specifically didn't want them there. Yeah. And then the thing that she didn't want to have happen happens. Yeah. She's going to remember that. Yeah. That's a stain for sure. Yeah. And I also want to note how she got overwhelmed Mm -hmm. hearing that. That's why she started rushing through her vows and she got really stressed and anxious. She knows herself. Mm -hmm. She knows that that kind of situation would have put her in a place where she felt this way on her wedding day. Yeah. So that's why she was trying to communicate that to him. And he was just like, nah, like, let the kids come. Just constantly dismissing her. Yeah. That's just, like, not really love to me. And that shows a huge lack in character. Yeah. And he only cares through all of these events. It's entirely about how it affects him. Yeah. Right? So with the initial event with his cousin, he totally downplays it. Basically says, I decided to drop it as the wedding was coming up. Okay, so you just decided. Tanya's yeah. still affected by this, mm-hmm. but you're like, I'm going to drop it. It doesn't matter anymore yeah. because it's not affecting me. Mm-hmm. Then the wedding happens, right? The kid interrupts the vows. Tanya is flustered. Tanya's not okay. But then you say, ah, but it all happened so fast. Dinner was served and we were dancing before I could blink. Again, it's not affecting you. <laughs> it's completely deleted. No thought at all about shoot, maybe Tanya is like still upset about what just happened right. and I should comfort her. Then he's talking to his friends while she's in a corner by herself. She's crying. She's upset. She gets to the point where she throws her wedding ring off. Mm. And then your buddy interrupts you and you're like, no, eh, we went outside and the rest of the wedding improved greatly after that. Did it improve for Tanya? No. Did you ask not. Tanya how she feels about this? Mm-mm. Like it's literally out of sight, out of mind for him. Right. He is not mature enough no. to be entering a marriage. This is not how you treat your partner. Agreed. There are some really interesting comments here. Okay, let's hear them. Someone says, A bit of an off-topic question, but what other compromises did she make for the wedding? I'm wondering if, aside from the baby crying, she felt a little bit isolated being around family that doesn't care to accept her. Did she have the opportunity to have her family there? Or her customs, if she wanted to include them. They met when she's an international student, right? Right, right. So I didn't even think about, like, yeah, she might not have even had a lot of family there. Right. It might have been his family and his friends. Oh, my god. And she's just, you know, a character. Oh, my God. She must have felt so alone. Yeah. Yeah, he basically just says that her parents and her uncle flew in. And that's pretty much it. No friends. So she's not around her family members? No. And, of course, she's going to be in a more stressed out, like, angsty kind of position. And then to put the extra stress on her of not even listening to her when she's telling you a concern. Yeah. The kid interrupting her vows. Like, can you imagine? I mean, you're going up there, right, in front of people who already dislike you. There's only two friendly faces in this crowd. Everyone else is your partner's family and friends who don't like you, who are racist, Mm -hmm. they're already judging you. You Mm -hmm. know that they're judging you. You know that you have to be beyond perfect. Mm -hmm. And then you mess up your vows. Yeah. My God, pressure on pressure on pressure on pressure. Yeah. It's awful. Like, I can't... Oh, she must have been feeling so terrible. And that was, like, her day, you know? Yeah. That was their day, and he made it all about him. And then he's off talking to his friends. She didn't have any... Who's she going to talk to? Exactly. Well, you're off talking to your buddies. Who's she talking to? Yeah. She's alone with the cake. Poor thing. Yeah. So he does Mm -hmm. 
comment mm-hmm. a lot, actually. And oh. So we get a lot of his opinion. Okay, okay. And he says, thank you for the input. I can see by the overwhelming response to my post that I am donkey-brained. I'm lucky she has not left me. <sighs> Extremely naive. And I am pretty ashamed, especially because I have considered myself woke for years. Mm. Thank you for your insight. Ah, it's, yeah, it's annoying what he did, for yeah. sure. And it was very, again, careless of him and selfish of him. But the fact that he's able to see what he did wrong mm-hmm. and admit it, hopefully change it now and make yeah. up for it, um, is huge, I would say. Yeah. And someone responds mm-hmm. to him. Having a bad wedding and a good marriage is better than the other way around. Please let this be the wake-up call to be on your wife's side and have her back from this day forward, okay? hmm Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, like, he's, again, he's, like, admitted that he was wrong. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he takes steps to repair the yeah. relationship and be there for her. I will say those are my favorite Reddit stories. Uh-huh. Like, the Am I the Asshole posts where someone is absolutely clearly, like, yes, yeah. Oh my god, yes. You yeah. are the asshole. Asshole of the year. Yeah. And then they read all the comments and they're like, uh, shit, I have some apologizing to do. Right. Like, that's my favorite. I'm like, you yeah. know what? Good on you. Because that is not easy. Yeah. We're not talking about a couple people criticizing you. Like, right. in some of these cases, it's like 100,000 yeah. people saying you're terrible. <laughs> like, okay. Props to him. Props to him. Yeah. <laughs> some props. He still has to yeah. prove himself. But yeah. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Baby step props. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, so I have a story for you. Wait. Wait, before you do that, before you do that. Yeah. I think it's time. <gasps> really? Yeah. It's time. Okay, guys. So we were thinking about introducing a little segment to the podcast. We keep having these random, nerdy, fun fact, science deep dives, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have ADHD <laughs> and I hyperfixate all the time on random things that I guess get obsessed with and then I'm just scrolling Wikipedia until 4 a.m. until I am a little micro expert in this very niche topic. Yeah, and because I've been hanging out with Emily a lot, I've become this way as well. No, you're already <laughs> like this. Don't blame me. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but it got worse when I met you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we were thinking about Having like a weekly obsession debrief. Yeah. yeah. You want to so. hear ours this week? <laughs> yeah. What is your obsession this week? Okay. All right. So these past two weeks, okay, I've been breaking out like crazy. All right. And I couldn't figure out why. Okay. I didn't change my detergent, nothing, or mm-hmm. like my facial washer, nothing. Okay. So I was like, it has to be my diet. So then I started looking up foods mm-hmm. that are good for your skin. And of course, veggies and stuff showed up. Another thing that showed up were freaking eggs. Okay. Eggs? Eggs. So apparently they have this antioxidant called lutein. Okay. It makes your skin like moisturized and supple and whatnot. Huh. And also protein is really good for our skin. And eggs have a lot of that. That's so true. I started eating more eggs and I noticeably saw a change in my skin. No way. Yeah, weird. Because, like, I've always eaten a lot of eggs, mm-hmm. so my skin was fairly clear. But these past two weeks, I haven't been eating as much eggs. Mm. So that really made such a huge difference for me. Interesting. Yeah, and then I went down this rabbit hole. Okay. Of, like, freaking eggs. Did you know 
that depending on the breed of chicken, Mm -hmm. the color of their eggs can change. There's eggs that are literally like pink, blue, green. It's freaking insane. I did not know about the antioxidant. Okay. I did know about the egg color, though. Um, Yeah, I actually... Did you know that I had pet chickens? I Yeah, that's why I suspected that you okay. knew. Yeah, I had <laughs> pet chickens in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had six chickens. Started with four and then, you know, breeding and whatnot. So yeah. uh, four became six. Yeah, one of my chickens was a breed called an Easter Egger. Ooh, okay. And so they're specifically known for having different colored eggs. Her name was Dot. Um, oh. And... She didn't lay, like, one blue, one pink, one purple. Essentially, each Easter egger has a random egg color that they get for life. So there are some Easter eggers that lay just, like, brown eggs or white eggs, which is kind of lame. Can you imagine getting an Easter egger? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But she laid light blue eggs, like a (gasps) light blue slash mint green. Wait, that's so cool. Yeah, they were really pretty. I mean, the inside is the same. Yeah. But they were really pretty. I had that, and then I had one chicken, Camilla, laid white eggs, um, and then Coco uh-huh. laid dark eggs. Dark, like dark brown? or Like a deep brown, yeah. Dang. Which is, funnily enough, not why she was named Coco. Oh. Yeah, no, she, we just named her Coco, actually, after the bird in Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Oh, oh. Um, because we bought them as chicks, like little baby oh. chicks. Yeah. So, like, we didn't even know which ones were hens and which ones were roosters. Oh, and it was see, funny that she was the one who laid literally chocolate-colored eggs Okay. in the end. Um, but, yeah, that's crazy about your skin, though, that they yeah, dude. have that antioxidant. Freaking eggs. Like, if you're having skin problems, I'm not saying the eggs are going to fix everything, but, like, yeah. try it out. I think you got to be careful with the cholesterol, though, no? I'm young. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> not a doctor. Not a doctor. Yo, I'd rather Yet. have a high cholesterol. <laughs> I'd rather have high cholesterol than acne, so mm, it okay. is what it is. <laughs> Hot take. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's so interesting. Eggs have all sorts of crazy properties. Yeah. Someone was telling me the other day that, like, I have not looked this up at all. This uh-huh. is not my rabbit hole. Uh-huh. So this could be an urban legend. Uh-huh. But I'm allergic to cats. Yeah. And someone was telling me the other day that, like, apparently... If you're allergic to cats and you have a cat and you have a chicken and they spend time together uh-huh. and the chicken lays eggs and then you eat those eggs, like it'll help you with your allergies. What? I don't know if that's true, but I do know that like chicken eggs can definitely carry viruses, for example. So maybe they can carry oh. some sort of antibodies. I want to read up on that more because yeah. that seems really interesting. Same, right? Yeah. Sounds really cool. Yeah. Oh, now you've got me thinking about eggs. Yeah. We can have some after. Dude, let's have... Your mom's eggs are so good. Yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. Curry Tina's mom eggs. makes such good eggs. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I know there's, like, five in the kitchen right now. Yeah. Okay, eggs after this. Eggs after this. <laughs> well, I have an obsession this week. I want to hear it. Yeah, it's not uh, hard to get me obsessed with something. No, it's not. So, uh, yeah, we actually made a TikTok about this. I... Studied linguistic anthropology in college. Always been super obsessed with languages and origins of words, etymology, like actual proper linguistics, but also just like what 
social work languages do for culture mm-hmm. and those connections between cultures mm-hmm. I've always found super fascinating. So I've always been really intrigued by the color orange mm. specifically. Okay. In English, the color orange was named for the fruit orange. Uh-huh. So prior to the 1500s, we actually didn't have a word in English for the color orange. Mm, okay. We had the color. Mm-hmm. You could see the color, mm-hmm. but they called it like yellow red or something like that. So it wasn't until the fruit was imported in the 1500s that they learned that the fruit was called orange. I think it came from somewhere else where they called the fruit <laughs> orange. And then they called the color orange. Ah. So fruit to color, which doesn't happen for other oh, colors in English, okay, right? Okay. Like we don't call the color green grass or tree like I'm not gonna say you have a tree shirt on right right yeah so it's like super specific for just orange and I've always thought that was really interesting on its own but also I speak Romanian Mm -hmm. and in Romanian it's very similar the color orange Mm. comes from the fruit orange different word for it but it's the same exact like one-to-one fruit first and then color and then in Spanish it's the same thing Oh. Yeah. But, and here's the kicker, I lived in Ecuador. Uh-huh. And the word for orange in Spanish is naranja, uh-huh. which comes from the fruit naranja. But in Ecuador, uh-huh. they call the color orange tomate. Uh-huh. Tomato. Okay. Tomatoes are red. Right. In Ecuador, they have another fruit called tomate de arbol, which is tree oh. tomato, which is orange. Oh, that's so, so crazy. So still another fruit that's that so named crazy. the color. So I'm like, what is it about this color that is a fruit? And you don't feel like in other languages um, another color has a similar kind of... Maybe. I mean, I don't. I, I know those three languages and nothing right. else. But that's kind of what I want to know. Like, I want to know if this trend, at least with orange right continues in other languages so i made a tiktok about it yeah um and i'm gonna read some of the comments i got i actually got so many comments with so many people telling me what the color orange is in their language yeah and it's fascinating i want to hear them so one person says in georgian it directly translates to color of a carrot oh someone says some parts of the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico call the color orange mame, which is also a fruit. So similar to in Ecuador, right? They speak Spanish, uh, uh-huh. but they call the color orange a different orange fruit. Oh, dang. Yeah. That's so weird. Someone says in Tamil, the word for orange means turmeric. Someone says, I don't think there is a sesoto word for orange. I always heard lumoni, which is borrowed from Afrikaans, lemon. Sorry if I'm pronouncing any of this wrong. <laughs> they said, basically, Afrikaans retains the feature where citrus fruits are pretty much all some variant of lemon. So oh, the okay. color orange is lemon, which I guess means orange. Still a fruit. <laughs> so wait, so that means like multiple citrus fruits are just called lemon. I think so. That's a whole different deep dive. Okay, okay, anyways. <laughs> one at a time, one at a time. A lot of people in Thai, the color and the fruit are the same. In Filipino, orange is based on a fruit also. In Lakota, 
The word is a combination of the words yellow and red, and the fruit means yellow apple. Mm. That one's a little bit different. Yeah. In Thai, it also means sour or acidic. Okay. So we've got a flavor there for the color orange. And this is pretty cool. Someone says that in Puerto Rico, they call the fruit orange china. Uh Uh-huh. Because oranges came to Puerto Rico from China. Okay. And the color is called chinita. Oh. Which is actually similar to the Romanian because in Romanian, (laughs) oranges are called portocale. Uh Uh-huh. And the color is called portocaliu Mm -hmm. because oranges came to Romania from Portugal. That's, oh my God, this one color. This one color. Has so much history behind it. Yeah. Like green is just like green. Like it's just like a random word. Right. And then orange is always like tied to something. So do you think it's because orange is a mixed color? Like Like, not one of the primary colors? Yeah. You know, there's like red, yellow, and blue. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe because it's not one of those, it came later and people needed a reason Mm. to bring up that color. Yeah. So there's this really interesting phenomenon in languages where Uh I'm not going to get all the way into it, but like every language has a different number of colors and colors and some colors that came before others, not visually, right? We all got to the world at the same time and started experiencing colors the same way. Right. But we might have named them in a different order or differently. So Ah. I think the minimum number of colors that some languages have is like three or something. Okay. Then there's languages that have a lot of colors. Mm -hmm. So in some languages, the word for green and blue might be the same word. Okay. Like it's just, uh, I don't know. Let's say the word for green and blue is like Toto or something. Uh And so you can look at a tree and say that tree is Toto. And then you can look at the sky and say that tree is Toto. For us, that would be weird because we're used to green and blue being perceived as separate. But in that language, they're the same color. And then you might, maybe you might say this is light Toto and this is dark Toto or this is bright Toto and this is pale Toto. Uh But different languages have different color words. And I think orange tends to be one of the later color words that's added in yeah. the languages that have it. Yeah, so it makes sense that orange comes after because mm-hmm. they needed a reason to name things that they didn't have a name for before. Yeah. It's a less commonly found color in nature also, I think, than like green right. or blue, which is everywhere. Right. One comment that I really did like is that someone said that in the language Kiowa, mm-hmm. the word for orange means sun-colored. Uh-huh. So that one's interesting. Not a fruit, still an object, right? Still mm-hmm. not just like, Toto, mm-hmm. but the sun, which I think is really beautiful too. Oh, that is really, yeah. that's really so, sweet. I don't know. Let us know, please, if in your language any other colors do this, um, or if you have a cool meaning for orange that we haven't heard yet. Yeah, I'm so curious. Yeah, that's such so an interesting observation. Yeah. Good job with that one. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm yeah. pretty obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's our weekly obsessions. Yeah, I hope you liked it. Should we get back to the stories? Yeah. So I actually have one for you. Okay. If you want to hear it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. This one is coming from Reddit and it's from r slash relationship dash advice. My boyfriend raided me. Am I being unreasonable? We were just relaxing last night and the topic of one of his celebrity crushes came up. Mm -hmm. He said something along the lines of, yeah, she's an absolute 10 in my book. 
To which I responded, ooh, well, what am I? Just kidding, just kidding. I don't want to know. Well, he responded anyway with, you're hot, like a solid eight, maybe an (laughs) (laughs) 8.5. Anyway, he apologized and kind of put his foot in his mouth when he realized that I had gotten quiet and a little upset. I guess my thought is this. He's an obvious 10 to me. No matter how I would have rated him with my girlfriends at first sight across a bar, he's a 10 now because I care about him and he Mm. means a lot to me. Is it weird to have expected that I was enough, appearance-wise, I mean? As I type this out, I'm seeing maybe I was just being too freaking emotional. I've just struggled with hating my appearance for so much of my life. It doesn't seem right to me that someone you are dating would say this to you. He's the first person I've ever dated, and I have next to no experience with men, so I guess I just want to know if this is normal. 23 female and 35 male, no alcohol involved. We've been together for seven months. Okay, we must first address the age gap. Mm-mm-mm. 23? 35? Uh-huh. No. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> and the fact that this 35-year-old dude is talking about ratings? No. It's what? gross. It's so gross. There's a reason that he is not finding somebody his age. Yeah. Because the women his age know better yeah. than to be with someone like him. Oh um, and gosh. let me just say this. Let me just say this. If I'm with someone mm-hmm. and they rate me, rate me any less than a 10, yeah. that is not my person. You need to tell me 11. Like, you need to not rate me at all. Yeah. I need to break the freaking scale. Yeah. First of all, like, if I'm not your dream girl, yeah. why are you with me? If you would rate someone else over mm. me, mm-hmm. go date them. Yeah. Go date someone like them. Yeah. That means I'm not your dream girl. And I will not settle for that. Mm-mm. Like, if I'm dating someone, if I'm really with someone, mm-hmm. they are a full 10 to me. They're all I see because they're my dream guy. Yeah. Okay. I don't settle for any less. Why would you? That's yeah. pathetic to me if you're settling for something less. And it's true what she was saying. Like, not everybody who you date is mm-hmm. going to be a model, right. right? Like, it's very possible that you have a celebrity crush who is objectively yes. more attractive yeah. than somebody who you might end up dating. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, once you're in a relationship with that person, like, you should be more attracted to your partner than your celebrity crush. Absolutely. It's not to say, I don't believe that once you're in a relationship, you can't find other people attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I certainly think that, like, once you're in a relationship, physical attraction to other people means absolutely nothing in comparison to the attraction, love, everything that you have for your partner. That person automatically, like you said, they're rating goes through the roof exactly i completely uncomfortable completely agree with that the person that you are with should be the most attractive person Mm -hmm. to you no one else can compare not even objectively beautiful celebrities yeah no no way yeah no No one compares like no way i would not want someone who sees me as less attractive yeah inside thoughts dude inside thoughts like you shouldn't think that yeah but keep it to yourself yeah she granted she did say what would you rate yes. me like that was your first okay. mistake yeah girl. see a lot of the comments <laughs> a lot of the comments was like mm. oh that's a trap question blah 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 and i think it's like maybe mm-hmm. right but also it really shows you where his head is at yeah <laughs> the only answer what trap or not the only answer is 10 or 11 yeah, yeah. 10 or more or yeah. you break the scale like yeah. 
those are the only acceptable answers. Anything less than 10 mm -hmm. is you telling your partner that they just settled for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's terrible. You're going to be thinking about that forever now. Yeah. This is, like, unacceptable to me. This would be something that I would break up with someone over. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> like, that's it's so just, messed up. It's so bad. Oh, gosh. Um, and this is, like, the very one of the very few times that I actually disagree with the majority of comments. Because mm. the majority of them were, like, he was just being honest, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. No. Honestly, honestly, you should see her as the most attractive thing. Also, she's 23. Yeah. My dude, like, please get yeah. over yourself. For real. Just being honest is also the biggest cop-out, sorry, to the commenters. But, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, actually. Like, I don't, I'm not a Taylor Swift hater. Like, I don't hate her or despise her. I just I personally don't get the hype. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, But I will say, I have listened to the 10-minute long version of All Too Well. Mm -hmm. I will say her lyrics are very good. Uh -huh. And in particular, there's one lyric that has stuck in my brain. That is the line where she says, so casually cruel in the name of being honest. Yeah. And it's so true. Like, that has stuck with me because I've known so many people who will say something completely rude and they're like, oh, I'm just being honest. Okay, yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally be honest to yourself. You don't have to say that. Since when is it okay to just be mean to someone yeah. because you're, quote, like, being honest? Yeah. What? What if I literally just, like, looked at you and was like, I hate your shirt. Oh, okay. All right. I guess you do, but like, I didn't need to hear that. Let's go. Let's go deeper than that. Yeah, well, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> let's go deeper than that. All right. Imagine just being like, I think you're ugly. Oh my god. Yeah. Just blurt it out, like, <laughs> like dude, your nose, ugh, terrible, or like whatever. It's so crooked. Yeah. Or, like you're kind of dumb. Like you literally, you can't do that, and then just say, "I'm honest." Like. I guess you can say that, but then the other person can say, well, you're a bitch. Yeah, because you are. Like, <laughs> honestly, you shouldn't be thinking these things. If you are, you should work on yourself. Yeah. And make sure that you don't think these things in the future. Agreed. I think you should not even think them. And yeah. if you do think them, shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, just shut up. <laughs> shut your shut mouth. Shut up and work on yourself, all right? Yeah. That's, that's the way to move forward yeah. with those kind of thoughts. No, honesty is not a valid <laughs> excuse there. No. Again, shouldn't have asked the question, but... Damn, my guy, did you put your foot in your mouth? You know what? It's something I would ask. I think it's a harm. <laughs> no, because I, I, I know the that. answer. I know the freaking, it should be. But it does feel like a trap. Does it really? Yeah, it does. I think you it think does. So? I would like joke around and be like, oh yeah, what am I? But I wouldn't expect <sighs> anything less than like a 10. I just don't think I would ask. I probably would joking around yeah. like ask because to me I'm so secure in myself mm. you know and I'm so secure in like what the answer would be yeah. if it would be anything different from what I would think yeah then that just shows me like oh, okay like uh, you're not my person uh, yeah I don't know yeah. I just wouldn't want to ask yeah I probably would <laughs> <laughs> and honestly uh, so to be fair right mm -hmm. we can say the cows come home that she should not have asked him to rate her mm. but she didn't just ask him like out of nowhere right he rated this right. other person first right that's what i'm saying which is also interesting <laughs> that's it's, an interesting choice dude it's a fucking red flag yeah well like and like i was saying earlier i think that you can absolutely think that other people are attractive yeah while you're in a relationship like you don't stop having eyes like yeah i say to my partner all the time we're watching tv or something and i'm like oh my god 
that actress is so beautiful. Yeah. Like, we're like, oh my God, his eyes are so beautiful. Like, yeah. just objectively, I'm also an artist, so just objectively noticing, like, very beautiful features on people. Yeah. But I'm not going to say, dude, that actor is a 10. Yeah. Like, I would want to do things like, no, oh, what? Yeah. There's that, no way. You're so you right. catch me say that. You're so right. And, okay, that's also why I'm saying that, like, I don't think she was asking a trap question because he brought it up in the first yeah. one. Like, if she was just out of nowhere, like, what would you that's rate? True. I also wouldn't do that. That's awkward yeah, yeah, as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was naturally just saying a yeah, cute that's thing, true. you know? It really seemed like she was just, like, playing around and be like, oh, yeah, what would you rate me? Yeah. And then he was like, oh, like a eight. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, I do think it's wild to, like, while you're in a relationship, not only be attracted to other people, but, like, be, like I said, be attracted to people in that, to that level. Right, of, like, right, right. I'm attracted to them. I'm so attracted to them and I would act on it or like I would like I actively like think about this person or even just being like I think they're more attractive than you I (sighs) dated this guy once oh no and we only dated for like a month Uh it was it was very short and here's why okay we started dating and within like a couple weeks we were like official right Uh within a couple weeks uh, I think he made me his like background photo on his phone okay which is like oh okay like I didn't ask him to but I was like oh that's nice uh-huh. and then one day I was next to him and he opens up his phone and his background photo is no longer me <gasps> <laughs> it's a singer that he really liked and I was like oh like who's that and he was like oh my gosh this singer I'm obsessed with her I don't even care about her music She's just the hottest person I've ever seen. Like, I see her Instagram videos every day, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I would die if she noticed me. She's so hot. Yo. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm literally sitting right here. Damn. I'm sitting right here. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, that's not all. Mm -hmm. The next day, he freaking posts a picture of her on his story. With, like, hard eyes, drool emoji, fire emoji, and a caption being, like, oh, my God, like, she's so hot. And I'm not actually threatened, right? Like, I'm not, like, there's no chance in hell that he finds this singer and, like, cheats on me. Like, there's no chance. I'm not actively threatened by her, but it's just the fact of, like, you're not even saying that, like, she's a singer whose music you enjoy and you also just think she's hot. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. Like, you're telling me, oh, my God, like, the things I would do to her. Like, oh, my God. Like, I wish she would just, like, wish I could just, like, meet her and, like, have a chance and all this stuff. Yo, that's so bad. Yeah, so it ended um, pretty quickly after that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did you just, like, end it on the spot or? Not on the spot. I think I was just, like, I don't don't remember what, how exactly it happened, but I think it only lasted, like, a week after that. Yeah. Like, I think it definitely gave me stuff to think about. I've, right. I I will say I've never, ever, ever ended a relationship on the spot oh. after anything has happened. Oh, like, okay, I'm okay. always a, like, I'm going to sit with this for a little bit. I'm going to go home. I'm going to oh. think about it. Then we're going to have a discussion. And that discussion is going to lead to this conclusion. Uh, I, see, I see. But I've never ended something on the spot. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
damn, I'm so happy that you left that relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like barely a blip, honestly. Yeah. It was so short. Yeah, a month. It's very short. Should we move on to another story? I actually have a good one. Yes, of course. All right. This is coming from r slash relationships. Mm-hmm. And it was actually posted eight years ago. So we've got another vintage one today to Ooh. start us off. Sexy. And it says... I, 28 female, am a bridesmaid for my husband's sister, 30 female, and she wants me to make a lot of changes to my appearance for the wedding that I'm not cool with. Should I fight it or just quit? I am a bridesmaid in a wedding for February 2016. Oh my god, so vintage. Okay, sorry. The bride is my sister-in-law of two years, and so we are not very close. I love that she included me, but now it's only a couple months away. It's crunch time. But to be honest, I am losing patience. Mm. The first point of contention is my nails. She told me that she needs me to grow my nails out. I keep them short due to my profession. I said I wouldn't be able to due to my job, and she asked me to instead get acrylics for the wedding. I don't want to damage my nails, so I suggested temporary glue-on nails instead that they offer at the salon. I tried them out for a trial period for the bachelorette party, and she said they look too fake and wants me to do acrylics instead. Then there's my hair. I have had bright red hair for six years. She has asked me to dye my hair to a, quote, normal color for the wedding. She has chosen a salon for us to get our hair done at, and I talked to one of the stylists about a way to do this temporarily. And she said that they don't have any temporary solution that won't substantially change my hair color. She said if I want to do something, she can do a temporary brown, But in order to get my hair back to my usual red color afterwards, I will pretty much definitely have to have it bleached and then re-dyed. The stylist said her best recommendation was for me to do an updo, and then she can use a spray that will dull the color to a brownish shade but wash out. But my sister-in-law wants us to have our hair down, and the stylist said the spray is too much of a mess and doesn't look good that way. The most frustrating one is that I cannot comfortably walk in heels, but she wants me to, quote, deal with it, for the day of the wedding. I had surgery on my foot and ankle last year, and they are incredibly painful. She has chosen matching heels for the bridesmaids, so I told her that due to the surgery, my plan was to take the shoes to a cobbler and have the heels removed, so they'd still match everyone else's just without the heel. She didn't respond well to this either. I'm feeling so stressed about these things because I've tried to come up with alternatives for all of them, but she just acts offended and says it's her day. Says I'm trying to cause drama, etc. Should I fight it and just refuse? Or should I just take this as a sign and step out of the bridal party? That's a little much. Um, I would completely understand someone stepping out in that situation, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like she just wants them to wear matching dresses, right? Yeah. She has to dye her hair. She has to put on acrylic nails, which she can't wear for her job, Mm -hmm. right? And she has to wear heels when she had a foot surgery yeah and can't comfortably wear them yeah that's that's excessive even just the hair thing if it was even just the hair thing like that would be a no for me right i'm not dyeing my hair for ever yeah you'd never dye your hair for anyone's wedding no i have i have Mm, dyed my hair before but because of that experience i'm never gonna do it again it's really hard to dye like east asian and Mm. south asian hair Mm -hmm. Um, and once you do it, once you bleach it, it feels like straw. It feels so bad. Yeah. Well, it's super harsh. Yeah. And also the other thing is like, I, 
it's tough, right? I I don't super understand mm-hmm. the wanting to have everyone at your wedding be really matchy matchy. Like mm. it's just not my style. Like for me, I'm like if one of my friends has blue hair, like whatever, we'll all wear the same color dress, fine. Yeah. But, I mean, she has blue hair. Yeah. So I guess I can kind of see like there are people who genuinely want all their bridesmaids in pink and all of them to have a natural hair color. Yeah. Okay. So like if you want that and one of your bridesmaids dyes her hair blue two weeks before the wedding, maybe you could be like, uh, what the heck is that? Dye it back. Right. But this girl has had red hair for six years. Yeah. At this point, that's who she is. Yeah, that's that's part of her style. Yeah. And it's not fair to and take that away from her. They've only even known each other for two years. So she's yeah. only known her with that identity. Yeah. And it's, she wants to take it It's, away. like, very clear that the bride is being inconsiderate yeah. in this case. I personally don't understand that. Like, I'm also very much like you in that sense mm-hmm. where I still want people in my bridesmaid circle to have their individuality yeah like yeah sure maybe the same heels and the same dress but also if one of my bridesmaids was like oh like i actually can't wear those heels because of this issue i'd be like that's fine yeah get some other shoes it's fine well like i would rather have you be able to walk yeah and be comfortable and be happy and be happy and like smile in the photos like are you gonna like the photos are clearly important are you gonna be smiling in the pictures yeah and looking like you're having a good time yeah if you can't feel your feet exactly no like god forbid you freaking get your foot chopped off because of me that escalated what say more yo like what if okay if you're wearing <laughs> heels and you have like a serious issue with your leg yeah it can cause numbness and that could be more serious later on. Oh, like if she yeah. got her foot amputated because of this? Yeah. Oh. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> but you know. Sorry, I don't understand humor. I know you don't. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. This might be a kind of a controversial opinion, mm-hmm. but I don't even like the matching look. Mm. Like of the everyone wearing the same dress. Okay. And everyone wearing the same shoes and everyone having the same hairstyle. Do you feel like you would at least want a similar color scheme? Yes, to color. Okay. Yeah, because, okay. like, you want them to be identifiable as bridesmaids somehow. Right. But I think if they all have the same color and mm-hmm. then different styles of dresses, but generally the same vibe, right? So maybe I don't want someone in velvet and someone in sequins. Yeah. But, like, if everyone does, like, tulle or chiffon yeah. and just, like, the same color. Yeah. And one is floor length, one is knee length, one is, like, halter top. Yeah. And then they all just wear, like, a beige shoe. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually do have a comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone says, you should say, I'm so happy you wanted me to be a bridesmaid, but I can't make all the changes you're asking for. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If it's important to you that I make them, I have to step down as a bridesmaid. She's being ridiculous, but telling her that isn't going to get you anywhere. Do you think you would just, like, try to phrase it nicely like that? Or would you yeah. make a bigger deal? No, I wouldn't make a bigger deal. Because I also feel like around people's wedding mm. times, they become slightly a different person. Yeah. Like, certain people. They want it to be perfect, you know? And so they get caught up in that idea. Mm. Um, and they don't realize how inconsiderate they can be and how other people might view them. Just yeah. because they're in their mindset. So, like, I wouldn't necessarily cut off a friendship because of this yeah I guess it I agree with you but Mm -hmm. 
in reality, I think it would honestly be hard for me to not say more like I wouldn't yell at them and like yeah. go scorched earth but yeah I, I I do feel like this is honestly a little bit offensive like the mm. hair thing more than anything is kind of like you you just want me to change my identity mm. you know like you don't actually want me in your wedding I see because that's who I am so I think I'd be kind of like hey this is kind of hurtful like I feel like you mm. are trying to change me yeah you know and I've seen so many stories too of like people who say oh, you're my best friend in the entire world. Like, we've been best friends since we were five, mm-hmm. but I don't want you in my wedding because, like, you're in a wheelchair or because of your oh weight God. or, like, all sorts of crazy things like that. That's insane. That's what I'm saying, and it's okay, like... Okay, yeah, I mean, if it was like that, I would definitely not. Yeah. I would definitely cut off that friendship. I feel like we just, like, treat brides like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, just, like, queens. It's weird. It's yeah. weird to me. I, I, I can't lie. I would want to make my friend who's a bride feel very, very special. Yes. I think it's that one time where it's like, all eyes should be on you. All attention should be Agreed. on you. You know, I want to shower with them with love and whatever Agreed. I can give them. Um, but I think the culture today is a little strange. Agreed. Um, and it goes, it's very aggressive, you know. Like, yes. So, like, bachelorettes have just become, you know, extremely expensive. Yes. Um, and sometimes unreasonable. Yeah. yeah, and just, like, this feeling of, like, I agree, like, you want the bride to feel special on her day, especially, oh my god, if my best friend is getting married, or, like, mm-hmm. my sister, whatever, are you kidding? Yeah. Like, I'm gonna be your personal photographer, like, I know you've paid for someone, but I'm gonna be following you around, taking pictures, like, don't look at me, don't talk to me, like, I'm with the bride, you know? Yeah. Like, it's her day. Yeah. Absolutely. But some people take it to the point of literally, like, oh my god, like, don't, don't look at her wrong. Like, and not even on mm-hmm. the wedding day. People will be, like, three, four months out. Like, it's my wedding year, so nothing can go wrong. Oh, you know? I see, I see, like, I see. Oh, it's like, oh, I have my rehearsal dinner. Nothing can go wrong this week of my rehearsal dinner. And, like, oh, I have my bachelorette, so nothing can go wrong this month. Yeah. It's like, okay, girl. You know? Yeah. Which is me. No, no, I, I get it. It's like everything else is on hold. Exactly. Because of all these events leading up to a wedding. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, like, it's one thing if you're like, this is your special day or even this is your special month, but mm-hmm. I'm like, your whole wedding year, like, yeah. I, we, I have to cater to you. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that's strange. It is strange, yeah. I'm, you know, potentially planning a wedding very soon and I'm just like mm-hmm. thinking about that. It just feels weird to me. Yeah, I feel like if you're having multiple events, it should be closer together. Yeah. Like maybe like maybe. three weeks. Or something. I don't know. Yeah. Depends on the culture, too. Because, like, I come from totally. a South Asian culture. So, a lot of our weddings are, like, six events. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. Um, but they're usually pretty close together. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, even, like, a wedding week or a wedding month. And, yeah. like, yeah, go for it. But, yeah. like, some of these events are, like, eight months long. Like yeah. Just eight months of wedding <laughs> events. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what yeah. are we doing? It's a little cray-cray. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know. Then again, I'm like really excited to get married. So I'm maybe so I will. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. If I act like that, please just play this to me and be like, girl, you said. Take your own advice. Yeah. And then I'll be like, no, <laughs> it's my wedding year. <laughs> you have to dye your hair blonde. I mean, girl, you look cute. I would, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. I would not make you dye your hair anything. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I saw another story mm-hmm. about, I almost, it was on my list, uh-huh. about a girl who made, who tried to make all of her bridesmaids 
go bleached blonde <gasps> and wear blue contacts for her wedding. Yo, that's just racist. <laughs> no, yeah. People were like, oh! <laughs> like everyone in the comments was like, that's so problematic. What's, go- what's going on here? <laughs> Is she trying to like recreate an Edward Cullen, Bella kind of situation? Is blonde. Bella her name? Yeah. Bella Hadid. <laughs> yeah, that's totally what I meant. Yeah. No, but are any of them even blonde in Twilight? Yeah, the one, Rene- no, not Renesmee. But Renesmee's like, the baby. Yeah, yeah, no, but the other girl. Rosalie? Rosalie. Oh, the one that wants the baby. Twilight's a weird one, though. Like, I feel like I shouldn't like it because it's definitely, definitely has mixed messages. Wait, what do you mean by that? Well, like, Edward is, like, a stalker slash borderline abusive boyfriend. Borderline abusive? Yeah. Why? He's so, like, down her throat, dude. Like, he's just like, Bella, don't do that. Bella, I said no. But isn't it usually because he's, like, trying to protect her from actually getting killed? From, From situations that he put her in. But But that's also because she, like, she pursued him, too, you know? And she she basically put herself in those kind of positions, too. Yeah. Okay, but in New Moon, when he just, like, left her high and dry because he decided that she was worse off with him or something? Yeah. Again, I think he was trying to protect... He was definitely trying to protect her. And when he watched her in her sleep, before they even started (laughs) dating, he was protecting her? I thought that was cute. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It taught a whole generation that stalking is okay. Listen, stalking when you're a vampire in love is okay. <laughs> Damn, you heard it here first. If you're a human, imagine how embarrassing that is. Yeah. Crawling through a window and then like being out of breath when you're in the house. <laughs> you there, you're like... like... <laughs> <laughs> and, like and then watching someone sleep, that's not cute. That's, no, not that's cute. That's very stalker ugly I guess vibes. it's hot when you sparkle. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. It's a different vibe. What's your favorite part of Twilight? Ooh, there are many. I really like the way he looks at her in the cafeteria. <laughs> Wait, the way he looks at her in the cafeteria? I thought you just meant yeah. like the way he looks at her like in all the movies is my no. favorite part of Twilight. No, no, no. Like specifically in the cafeteria. He gives her those like... Yeah, that was, <laughs> those eyes. Really like, intense. So creepy. The part where she walks in front of the fan and he literally like and he can smell her and oh, he literally yeah. goes like <laughs> and he like makes the ugliest face I've ever seen. Yeah. Poor guy, Robert Pattinson hated being in those movies. He really did. He had a lot to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's very attractive. Yeah. Mm. I love him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. We hope you eat lots of eggs. And oranges. And oranges. <laughs> and if you eat oranges, please tell us what color they are. Obviously, they're orange, but like, what does their color mean? You know what we mean. Yeah, you know what we mean probably by this Hopefully. point. <laughs> yeah, have a fun Twilight marathon. And don't let the bed buds bite. Yeah, most importantly, don't let the bed buds bite. <laughs> I heard they're, they're pretty rough. This time around. Yeah. In Paris. Ah ha ha. What? Paris. What about Paris? Uh, the bed bug infestation. There's bed buds and bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> we are in Paris. <laughs> I wish. Wait, there's bed bugs in Paris? Bro, yeah. Oh, damn. It's a huge infestation. Oh, my gosh. A real issue there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we promise not to infest you guys. We are, after all, bed buds, not bugs. Yeah, but, but I mean, damn. we carry the same spirits. So. <laughs> yeah, we do. We, we we just really get in there and <laughs> get in there. <laughs> we just get in there. We never let you leave. Oh shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, sleep tight, y'all. Don't let the bed bugs or buds bite. You know, yeah, either one. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.